Welcome to that 80s show, the place you go when you want to fix up the 80s. And that's what, what it is. If this is your first time listening to that 80s show, uh, it, it is what that is. It's a nostalgia show. We're shameless. We figured out people like nostalgia, so we cash in on it. And if you're a long-time listener on the show, at this point, you must be trying to win a bet. Uh, because uh, it is, uh, it's, it's not normal behavior, Dory. Isn't it? I mean, we're long-time presenters of the show, but I suppose that says more about us than anything else. You know, I don't want to lump everyone in on it. <laughs> I don't want to lump everyone in on that thing. But listen, we're not the only ones cashing in on nostalgia, Dory. Um, mm-hmm. You would have heard Super Bowl. Super Bowl friend of ours, uh, young Ryan, is. Uh, I'm sure you saw him in various NFL American football style shirts over the past few days. Oh, he's a big fan. Yeah. Huge yeah. fan. Huge fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people love the Super Bowl. Dory, do you care for it? Do you Are you aware of it? I don't care for it. I sometimes make an effort to watch the ads because usually they're quite good. <sighs> I haven't got around to doing that yet from okay. this year. I don't generally care for the halftime show unless it's an artist I'm interested in, which generally is not the case. So yeah, that's that's me. And as for the sport, totally disinterested. How's this for a stat, right? I, I'm not. I really. Mm. I'm really not interested in uh, in American football. Like I like NBA. I do not like NFL because here's the thing: the game takes five and a half hours to play, right? The ball for Yo, this year, it's long. five and a half. But it's purely for ads, ads, analysis, and crowd shots of Taylor Swift. Because she's dating one of the players, apparently, right? Uh, that I know. Right. So mm. the game lasts five and a half hours. The ball was in play for less than 17 minutes. <laughs> That's insane. Okay. So it's yeah. it's purely it's purely a television event. Hey, some people like it. Some people like it. But I'm glad you said. It's a, it's a spectacle. It it's is a spectacle. spectacle. That's what it is. It's a spectacle. So I'm glad. So firstly... The halftime show, yeah. So what they've kind of done in the halftime show is for the past few years, it's been like a lot of 90s acts or early 2000s. So Asha, I think he was doing the halftime show this year. I mean, come on, what's Asha, really? Um, yeah. A few years back was, I mean, a few years back they did uh, Eminem, Mary J. Blige and uh, Snoop Dogg and um, Kendrick Lamar. Last year was Rihanna, right? Last year was Rihanna. Like I'm not, I'm not. I it. did see a bit of that. Yeah. Give me Journey. I mean, I want to see Journey this, reunited. <laughs> that would be cool. I think that would probably even be more to the taste of your average football fan. I think so. It? I think so. It's like if you get Journey to reunite and sing "Don't Stop Believing" for the halftime show, people lose their minds. You know? Yeah. Get Steve Perry on the phone. Get Steve Perry. Let's figure out what's going on. So. The thing I want to bring up is you did say you haven't got around to watching the ads. And yeah, people do like watching the ads. Uh, a 30-second ad during the Super Bowl, Dory, $7 million. Uh, oh, I was about to say $5 million. I was close, but geez, yeah. it's even more than I imagined. And an average ad is a minute. So average ad, $14 million. It's a lot of money. A lot of money to sell your stuff. But you haven't seen the ads yet. So Dory, don't worry. I will tell you which ones to jump right to because naturally I'm watching it from an 80s perspective, right? So who played on 80s nostalgia in this year's Super Bowl, right? So there were three in particular. A lot did something-ish, but these three were very overt, right? So the first one is sketches, right? Okay. Opens up a guy. I assume he's an American football guy. He says, a lot of people say, or he says, I just want to tell you that there's no T in sketches, right? So sketches, no T in right. sketches. Guess who smashes through the wall? Mr. T. Mr. T. And he says, I pity the fool who says there's no T in sketches. T is always in sketches. That's Mr. T. Oh my God, I have to find this ad. I have Don't to worry. find it. I, I want to watch it. Dory, yes? it's going to be on that 80 Show SA Facebook page. And a new thing, Dory, I started... I started a yeah. WhatsApp channel for the for that 80 show. 
<gasps> a WhatsApp channel. Okay. We got to do it because, right. you, you, listen, WhatsApp is the social media of the elderly. WhatsApp is the social media of our people. <laughs> right? Because but they I'll, call it WhatsApp. What's up? Maybe I maybe they don't understand. What's up? What's what's up? What's up? What's up? So we have a what's up, what's yes. up channel now as well. Just look <laughs> that eighty show essay, or find it in uh, the show notes, right? Wherever you find this podcast, find it in the show notes, and uh, you'll we'll send it to you. So yes, it's Mister T goes. T is always in sketches. And he is then doing like a whole bunch. He's fishing. And then there's a nice little A-team homage where they like drop like a, like kind of like a composite of an A-team van. He says, I pity the fool who has to bend down to put on his shoes. It's fantastic. Mr. T looking glorious, looking so good. Thing Can't is, wait to see it. Mr. T is not always in sketches. Mr. T is always in Chuck Taylor's. Or, or maybe, no, you see, I did it again. B.A. Baracus is always in Chuck Taylor's. Mr. T uh-huh. is there. Okay. So that's the one. So sketches bringing out Mr. T. The next one is for, ooh, I can't remember. It's Verizon or T-Mobile. One of them. One of the service providers, internet service providers. And um, Zach Braff. And I want to say his name's Donald Faisal. The guy's from Scrubs. Zach Braff. Uh, okay. You know the two guys from yeah. Scrubs, right? Yes, yes. Knock on a door, it's Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa goes, can't watch the big game. I'm waiting for the cable guy. And then they say, why are you waiting for the cable guy? Because Verizon, I think it's Verizon, one of them, has got the best LTE. And they sing him a song to the tune of Flashdance, right, about (laughs) the mobile service. Right, so it's a whole flash dance thing at the end. Jason Momoa pulls the water, pulls down on him. Jason Momoa runs, he does a flip. The mouths drop open. Zach Braff's shirt, his gray sweatshirt, falls off the shoulder. <laughs> logo up, logo up. It's flash dance. Guess who's standing on the balcony next door? No idea. Guess, it's flash dance. Irene Carr. Well, Irene Carr is dead. One better. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. Right. One better. Guess who? Jennifer Beale. Jennifer Beals is standing on the balcony <laughs> and says... Something about Says to Jason Momoa, yes. do that again, but this time take your shirt off. Fantastic. Fantastic <laughs> Jennifer Beals popping up in a Super Bowl ad. I'm here for it. 60 years old looking fantastic, Jennifer Beals. Okay. So that is, I, I want to say Verizon. I'm pretty sure it's Verizon. Okay. That is the second well, I'm 80s. Go look for it as soon as possible. That is the second. Oh, you can send it to me on our new WhatsApp. Group. On our new WhatsApp. WhatsApp channel, guys. Mm-hmm. WhatsApp channel. What's go look for it. Whilst that 80 show, say Facebook. So how does it work? You see, this is, this is how old I am. I don't actually understand how what's, WhatsApp channel works. Oh. Like, okay. is it a number people have to subscribe to? How does it work? Okay, right. So I'm going to tell you. You go to your right. WhatsApp. Okay, so firstly now put on your glasses. Okay, put on your glasses. And put mm-hmm. your phone really mm-hmm. close to your face and go to WhatsApp. Right, you, uh, WhatsApp. And no, you, I need to hold my phone far away from my face. It's some, some very close, some far. What are you? Yes. Okay. I am... Um, if I'm wearing my glasses, it's very far. If I'm not, then it's very close. Okay. Either way, you go to yes. WhatsApp. Okay. So go to WhatsApp. Right. So WhatsApp okay. f- opens and I assume your majority of you, your font size is 60 points. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got the, I'm you, bold. Bold. I'm bold. Man. Massive. Right. So you can only see like one word massive. at a time. Right. So that's it. Right. At the bottom, it says updates. Right. Bottom left. Okay. You got to updates and then it shows statuses and then it says channels. Yes. Okay. But if not that, just go to the show, show notes, and uh, the link is there and then you can join directly from there. Okay. Right. The final Super Bowl ad that leaned into the 80s starts off pretty innocuously with pretty funny ad as it is State Farm. State Farm, I believe, is an insurance company in America. Right. Okay. 
And it's got Arnold Schwarzenegger. There was a whole thing. He's like the State Farm agents guy. He's like a super, like an action guy rescuing puppies from burning buildings. But they play onto the whole thing of how Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't pronounce certain, or pronounce certain words differently. So he doesn't say neighbor. He says neighbor, you know, chopper. So it's a whole thing into that. So the whole thing, they keep having these little vignettes. They can't get him to say the words properly. And then... Towards the end, they say, okay, look, don't worry, Arnie, there's been a script change. Okay, cool. So now we cut, we fast forward to the premiere of this new movie. And as he's about to say his line, they cut in and Danny DeVito standing next to him and Danny DeVito finishes line. It's hilarious because they were <laughs> twins okay. together. Yes, but not everyone would know that. Oh, sorry. Why wouldn't you saying. know like some people are going to be, well, I suppose, I mean, you know, some of the younger audience members would be like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people completely missed it. Um, Cause you go, what is that guy from it's all a sunny in Philadelphia doing with that guy who used to be Terminator or whatever. But anyway, no, that guy who was the governor of California or that guy who was in that Netflix documentary, like a, a year yes. ago who I don't know who he is. But if you right. don't, if you if you don't get that joke, you won't be listening to the show. So that's true. '80s fans get the full payoff here of going, "Oh my word!" Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger reunited again in right. the spiritual sequel of Twins. Can you call it that? Mm-hmm. Okay, so there you go. So those are three ads that leaned into the 80s Super Bowl style because that's what we take out of the Super Bowl. Who won the Super Bowl? Don't know. Who, who cares? Isn't it ta- the Taylor Swift team? I think the Taylor Swift team won it. Okay. Yeah. The Illuminati won it. And, uh, <laughs> but great seeing Mr. T. Great seeing Jennifer Beals. I, like, Dory, really great seeing Jen- Jennifer Beals. Really great. Okay, I'll, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. And then really great seeing the twins reunion. These are things that, like, I think I would love to know how many people actually appreciated those things, especially Jen, the Jennifer Beals and the, the twins sequel. Um, but anyway, decide for yourself. I'm in a bad space. Oh, bad space here, Dory. We, okay. we were very much team Paulie Shaw in the whole Richard Simmons biopic. Okay. Yeah. In case you missed it, uh, we obviously remember Richard Simmons. He was he was Saifka's version of uh, uh, Doctor Phil Joffe, the body beats guy. Um, go back, look in our feed for our uh, interview with Doctor Phil Joffe. Fantastic. Um, and Richard Simmons obviously copied him. Cheap imitation. So. Richard Simmons, huge fitness guru in the eighties. Uh, then just disappeared from public life. Paulie Shaw, um, mine and Dory's friend. We have photos of him. So we're obviously with him. We're obviously friends. He wants to make a Richard Simmons bar pick, right? And, uh, been shopping it around. Richard Simmons says, look, I don't approve this. It'll be unauthorized. I don't want you to make this movie. Paulie Mm. Shaw is pushing ahead. Uh, the last we heard of it, Paulie Shaw was at Sundance festival shopping it around. You know, you go to Sundance, you try to get people to invest in your movie. And he had shot a proof of concept film. Okay. Like a, like a teaser trailer type idea? More, more. Like a little film, like a little film that he showed around to go, this is the kind of movie I want to make. I found that film. Okay. I don't have any sources. It's on YouTube. You'll find it. <laughs> okay. Oof. <laughs> I was team Paulie Shaw. The movie is tentative, tentatively titled The Court Jester. Um, and I watched it. It's 10 minutes long. And let me tell you what happens. Okay. So remember, this is the film that Paulie Shaw is using to get people to fund the Richard Simmons biopic. Quite weird. Paulie Shaw, I imagine he's got a lot of money, right? I'm sure yeah. he's got other ways of getting people to fund his movie. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway. Although maybe he, you know, I mean, what, he hasn't done a lot lately. Maybe he doesn't have as much money as we think. 
Could be. I mean, the the royalties for California Man only stretch so far, you know. Bi yeah. Biodome. Biodome's not on a major streamer. It's <laughs> on YouTube. So maybe he's not getting the money. So, mm, that was a terrible movie. Oh, no, not me. So in this biopic, <laughs> so in this short, short film, okay, he, we're kind of like on the, it starts off, and it's just one scene just to kind of get people a feel of how he's going to be Richard Simmons. So we start off like backstage of what turns out to be, would be the Ellen DeGeneres show, right? And they have like the set that kind of, it's, it's all shot like really cheaply, naturally. We have this person in a very terrible wig trying to look like Ellen DeGeneres. And Ooh, there nice. is a schlubby guy. Okay, he's one of the kind of background assistants, you know, TV, there's people yeah. around doing stuff. And uh, his job is to get this copy of Sweating to the Oldies to Richard Simmons, right? So he can punt it on air. So he can hold up the right. DVD or whatever. And this guy's like super shiny, super nervous. And, oh, he can't muster the courage to go to Richard Simmons. He finally gets the courage, goes, and then now the show goes live. So he's now standing on live TV with the, get that guy off, get that guy off stage, get that guy off stage. And no, oh no, no, he's, oh no, I'm like, I don't, I'm not so confident as it is. And now I've made a fool of myself and, and whatever. And then they do this like kind of like little fake interview with uh, Richard Simmons and fake Ellen. And the guy in the back, he's like, oh no. And he sees a donut and he's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, make myself feel better with food. And then he, oh, he's like, but, and then the other people, you know, the director comes and craps him out, says, who are you? You know, I know you're the new guy and whatever, and, but this is stupid. Like, how dare you do that? Walks away, he goes, oh, I'm not the new guy. I've been here for seven years, you know, that type of thing. And then out of nowhere, Richard Simmons appears backstage and grabs the donut and just starts eating it. And now Paulie Shaw starts this whole thing about, Oh, you know, every day I try to find peace. Some days it's about stopping a car in the middle of the road. Some days it's in food. And what do you think me? I'm Richard Simmons and I'm the fitness guy and I always shove a donut in my face because I just want to feel good. And some message, 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 message. Right? So, okay. yeah. Then it kind of cuts away hmm. and the guy feels good about himself. And so it goes, okay, this is the type of movie we want to make. So... When we discuss this and going, okay, Paulie Shaw, maybe this is his moment. You know, we've often seen it with actors. I mean, who would have thought Will Smith, skinny little fresh prince mm -hmm. of ballet, would be Muhammad Ali, right? Right. No one thought that. Mm -hmm. Tom mm -hmm. Hanks in Philadelphia, actually, you know, he was kind of like right romantic comedy yeah, guy. Yeah, he was all in silly, silly yeah. movies before that, exactly. Yeah. Right. That sort of thing. So, you know what? This could be Paulie Shaw's mm -hmm. moment, right? He could be the guy. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, no. No. Okay. Just no. <laughs> it's, Damn. It's, Damn. It's if you do not know Richard Simmons, you will just think this is just Paulie Shaw being Paulie Shaw. It's like, yeah, Paulie Shaw, I really oh, wanted no. you to be an actor. I really wanted this to work out, but now I'm kind of, I'm not for this movie, so I hope it doesn't get me. <laughs> so Richard knew before we knew. He yeah. Knew. Richard, I mean... Mm -hmm. Like we should have kind of know. I mean, he's he's poorly sure. I mean, he's not. He's never shown anything that he's more than birdie, you know. Um, but I had hope because he's grown up now. He's he, old. No, 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 he hasn't. No, he hasn't. No, no. He's old, but he hasn't grown up. No, got it. No, I. We. You will find this. We will share it. It's a full ten minutes long, so I don't expect you to watch the whole thing, but. You know, that little glimmer of hope we had that this could be the moment where Paulie Shaw becomes a serious actor. Like, uh, if he used, if he wanted that video to prove his point, very damaging, very damaging for, <laughs> for young yeah. Paul Y. Shaw. Uh, well, maybe it won't get made then. Probably maybe it not. won't. Probably not. Okay. Unless, unless you want to right. crowdfund it, you know? Unless you want to crowdfund his movie. Mm. Out of respect for Richard Simmons, let's hope it doesn't, though. Because, you know, just no. Yeah, no, no, just – and leave it there. And we really hope that's the end of it. So um, 
segues nicely into our each week. We have a multimedia recommendation. Let's put it that way, right? Because it's it, with that. <laughs> yeah, it started off with movies, but then we do TV shows, we do podcasts, we do ads, we do YouTube videos, we do whatever, documentaries. So we got back to the 80s or 80s related, 80s adjacent, 80s themed. And um, mm-hmm. we just tell you about it. Like, don't watch it, don't whatever. We just tell each other and you. And Dory's going to start, and I believe she has a podcast this week. I do. And fear not, no dolphin penises this time. <laughs> so relax. Calm down. Okay. <laughs> I feel like every time I say I have a podcast, I have to put that disclaimer. <laughs> I feel the fact that you told me to calm down after you said dolphin penises doesn't reflect well on me. <laughs> so I stumbled upon so there is a podcast series that I listen to not every episode but quite a few episodes it's quite enjoyable it's called Search Engine and right. what it does is it answers random questions not like you know things that you can find the answers to on the internet but uh, for example I'm going to give an example before I talk about the episode I'm actually going to talk about so for example they had an episode about why are there so many chicken bones on the street? Anyway, it turns out it's rats. But the way that they found this out was that they actually set up like GoPros to film garbage cans and garbage piles of garbage on the streets. And they literally saw the rats going into the bags where people had thrown away their almost completely eaten chicken, drag the chicken out of the bag, eat it, and then throw the bones on the floor. They have footage of this. So it's that kind of show where they just do really interesting, bizarre things to answer bizarre questions like that. So this episode was kind of different, but I really, really enjoyed it. And I wanted to talk about it on the show because if anyone like me was a fan of all those John Hughes movies. Before before you move on from the rats, right? So I went through a stage where I found like pigeons and small birds like brutalized in my garden brutalized and okay. I, I was like i have a cat but my cat's very domestic she doesn't like she couldn't catch anything yeah she, it's so it's yeah. not my cat i go it could be a neighborhood cat but i was like that is like it's brutalized right like those birds are yeah. it's not a cat it's something stronger than a cat then i thought oh my god is it witchcraft like honestly because they were being strategically placed on my driveway for a little bit i was like <laughs> No, like, is this witchcraft? Like a warning? Like yeah. a message? I was like, what is like, this? Stop doing that 80 show or else. You know, you know, satanic panic, <laughs> Gerd van Royen, maybe right. he's like, I don't know what it is, okay? <laughs> Crows, Dory. Crows. Crows. They were like... Crows were killing other birds? Fucking up other birds. That's the only way to say it. They were ripping them wow. limb from limb, like organs out. Organs. There's two massive crows. Crows are cannibals. Oh my god, Dory! They're cannibals. They are br- like I don't know if they're cannibals. They just like the kill. They are so. It was so violent, Dory. So violent. It shocked me to my core that I thought it was Satanists. But anyway. Well. When in doubt, it usually is Satanist. Yes, when in doubt, it usually is Satanist. That was the payoff line of the 80s. When in doubt, Satanist. Done. Right. Exactly. Um, so if you were a fan like me of all the John Hughes movies, and, you know, especially the favorites that we've mentioned, you're going to love this interview. It is an interview with Molly Ringwald. But it is the best interview. I mean, I'm not like I've listened to a ton of interviews with Molly Ringwald. But I know that this is probably the best interview with her because the host of the show and her are, are good friends. And she even admits in the interview that she usually holds back in interviews, but because they're buds, she was like kind of letting it all hang out in this interview and being extremely honest and sharing lots of personal stuff that she ordinarily wouldn't have shared. And the interview is just over an hour long. It is the episode is called, so, so again, the podcast is called Search Engine, and the episode is called How Do You Survive Fame? And that was the premise of the interview. So I'll read you the description because it completely explains what, what you're going to get. Actor Molly Ringwald joins us to talk about a time in her life when her job was to pretend to be a normal American teenager, a job which made it impossible to actually be a normal American teenager. How did she learn to survive? 
in an era when the when the internet has turned many more people into public figures what can everybody else learn from her and it's so interesting because she talks about all of the things like you, you know her from the movies right and you know how young she was i mean she was 15 when they did 16 candles she was really young and that's all you know but that's the side you know is the movie so she talks about what was going on behind the scenes she talks about how she was in some like it was like a movie school she couldn't go to normal school she had to be in a school that all acting kids went to kind of thing right yeah yeah so yeah it was really really interesting because she talks about how first of all how it all happened for her how she actually started kind of performing when she was really young her dad was a famous musician and she got on stage and sang when she was very very little then she was doing she was in a, a production of annie as a young child um a, like a theater production she goes into basically a whole life story and then gets into how she thinks she got through it because so many child actors didn't get through it in a good way like she never became a drug addict or you know like any of those things she even refers to the the thing that really struck she was at school with Jason Bateman she said they were at the same school together <laughs> you know it's like how has it taken us this long to find that out i mean exactly right i was like oh my god i didn't know that didn't come up in that other j bay docky that that i spoke about before mm, but anyway mm. um yeah and she just talks about specifically how why she thinks she was okay with it and how she actually had to stop her kids from going into acting too young because they wanted to and she was like no 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 no. P people don't people don't come out of this well and her kids even said to her but you did and she was like i'm the exception is there any discussion because um there was see i don't think it was any mischief in it but she was definitely would you go as far as saying <laughs> john hughes's muse a john hughes muse right john hughes's muse. Well, I mean, she she talks about how, you know, they just really got along so well. And yeah, I mean, I think, you know, also remember, we've had this discussion how things were so different back then. Like when she, and there's an article, she wrote that amazing long article about how when she looks back at her role as Claire in The Breakfast Club, she sees how terribly problematic it is. And she was so young at the time as well. But at the time, it all seemed perfectly fine because it was the 80s, right? Um. But yeah, she does mention working with him a little bit. She mentions working with a few other directors as well, because she, she, in fact, she's done a bunch of movies that I didn't even know about, which I need to actually kind of go and track down now. You didn't know that she was in Riverdale. No, I did. I did. I did watch Riverdale, but she's a, she's a grown up in Riverdale. She's a mother. Yes, I know. But you, you, you watched Riverdale. Oh, yeah. You knew she was there. You didn't know it was Molly Ringwald. Oh, she was unrecognizable. I, can't, I think I figured yeah. it out by her voice more than anything else, because her voice has yeah. And you know that she sings and she has an album? Did you know that? It doesn't surprise me. And yeah, I mean, they even play a bit of like the, the singing. It's really, it's a really worthwhile thing to listen to because also PJ, the host of the show is such a great, he's just a great host and he's a good interviewer and because they're friends, it's just so fun and relaxed and, you know, enjoyable to listen to. So short and sweet. That's my recommendation for this week. That is Dory's recommendation. Search Engine. I think in general, I want to check out Search Engine. But if it's we're going to start, good. let's start off with a Molly Ringwald episode. Yeah. You know, why yeah. not? Called How Do You Survive Fame. It was released a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago. It's almost as if you and I had done some prep for the show because that is a great segue into my movie, right? Yes. Of teenage or child stars um ending up behind bars <laughs> okay i just want to write today so the here's the biggest story um sorry dory and the rest of you listeners out there uh you guys are shit out of luck because i found something i discovered something okay. i'm very happy about if you've got a smart tv right you would be like, you open it up, Android, Android in particular, and you look at it and there is, um, you got like all the free inbuilt apps that they're like suggest or whatever. And there's one called Plex, right? I see Plex. I'm like, okay, what is it? Open. And it's like streaming platform, all the movies free, thousands of, thousands of titles free. So I'd seen it, but I'd never opened it. So I was like, okay, let me open this. See, see, you know, who knows? Who knows what's going on? Um, so I see, and there's, 
there's titles. There's like a lot of stuff you don't recognize, but every now and again, they'll be like, oh, I know the show. So, of course, what I do, mm-hmm. I search 80s. Right. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. The 80s section on Plex is like walking into, remember, you know, in the video shop? Yes. You walk in, the new release is there straight away. Okay. My video shop, the new releases were on the left-hand side. Okay. As you walked in the door, all the new releases, because they're there. That's what they want. Yes. And as you go down, you start either seeing, depends on your video shop. Some use the little like key tags, you know, to signify in or out movies. Right. Some was that just remove the title or put a sticker on the title, on the on the cover. And now you walk in and you, you get there late on a Saturday. Movies are harder, movies are harder, movies are harder, movies. And you now start walking down the aisle. You walk past the counter and they like look at you like, <laughs> no movies for you. And then you, know, you start walking further and further down towards the back of the video shop. Not the CD part of it. Yeah. Just like. Not the part through the curtain. The, no, no. <laughs> You're going past the B grade and the C grade and the D grade. And Plex is that section of the video shop, the virtual se- it is, It is like we've often spoke about the Canon production films where they kind of took American Ninja. Hey, that's a big name. We're going to make Ninja in America. Like where you had Robocop, they had Robotic Cop. It's all of those movies on Plex. So, so what you're saying is this is your home, like your favorite thing on earth in one place. There are. Oh my word! There are there are some sitcoms on there, eighty sitcoms, and again the ones that went, you sit down. Oh, brilliant! Who's the boss? And then it's like, oh, brilliant! Night Court. Oh, brilliant! Uh, this show, and that you remember watching because it wasn't who's the boss. That is what Plex is full of. Okay. So for the next couple of weeks, oh dear, I'm just. <laughs> this is a not sponsored section, okay? But it'll be a section called Palu's Plex Appeal. Okay, or Palu gets Plexi, or Palu the Plex machine. Plexi okay, you, you see where I'm going with this? Plexi, Plexi Palu. This is what's happening now, right? So, okay. but I do start off, but I do start off, Dory, with a relatively ish well known movie. Okay. That actually ties nicely into your theme because of the stars of it. So, I need you to pay a bit of attention because it is a body swap movie. Okay. But. It's a little bit different. So you have this high school guy. Okay, I'll reveal who he is later. You have this high school guy. And for 80s movies, he's neither a nerd or a jock. He's quite an in-betweener. And in 80s movies, that wasn't regular. You're either the nerd or the jock. Yeah. Quite an in-betweener dude. Got a bit of an obsession with Michael Jackson-ish, right? And uh, he... Like he's got a girlfriend, this girl, he really wants to go. Well, doesn't have a girlfriend. He's got a crush and right. And every day on the way to school, he cuts across this old man neighbor's garden. And this neighbor is like a little bit of a shuau hippie type of dude, like, you know, ethereal, does like astro traveling, you know. And he has discovered this way to like, take himself onto another plane that when him and his wife die, before they die, they're going to go onto this plane so that they never die. They never die, right? So he's figured out this meditation alpha state. Like absolute bullshit, right? But he's like, he's figured this out. Okay. So they they have to do it on a specific day of the year when the moon's X, Y, Z, whatever. On this specific day, so they're not going to die now, but if they do it while they're living... They reach this plane, and then when they die, they just go back to that plane, and they live forever. Um, at this exact moment that it happens now, this young teenage guy runs across, not looking where he's going, runs into the old man, and now the whole thing actually does happen, but they swap bodies. Everyone involved swaps bodies. Okay. So the young kid ends up in the old man's body. Old man ends up in the young kid's body. His girlfriend, who was also there, was crush, ends up in the old lady's body and the old lady goes into her body. The only person that's got recollection of it is the old man in the young kid's body. So the old man is in the young kid's body and everybody has a kind of like varying degrees of memory of what happened. 
but the only one who's 100% conscious of what's happened, old man in the young guy's body. And now he has to now go about a whole bunch of shenanigans. He has to reverse it. But on the way, of course, it's an old man in a young guy's body. So he's super good at school. Suddenly he knows how to charm ladies. He really leans into this Michael Jackson thing and learns how to, now because he's, you know, young again and got, a, you know, he can, energy, he's got energy yeah. so that I can, yeah. yeah. So why it ties nicely in is because it featured the double whammy of both 80s Corys, Dory, Corey Haim and okay. Corey Feldman. Okay. Right? Yeah. So in, in the switcheroo, because normally Corey Haim was the star, Corey Haim is the best friend guy and Corey Feldman is the main actor now. He's the main star of this. Okay. So he's the main kid. Corey, Corey Haim plays his best friend. Now, Corey Haim's part got rewritten because just before the movie, Corey Haim got hit by a car and broke his leg. So they had to give him like a bit of a diminished role in this movie. Oh, okay. So they go through shenanigans. Guess what? They actually do flip bodies back around, whatever. The movie was shot 1989 where Corey Haim and Corey, I mean like Dory, Corey Haim and Corey Feldman, they were like pin-up deluxe in the 80s, right? Oh, yeah. I was always more into Corey Feldman, more my type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Long black hair, long black yep. hair, uh, more gothic looking, more gothic Indeed. looking. Indeed. And yeah. the pout. Right. Yeah, pout. Yeah, where yeah. Corey Haim was boy next door, football star yeah. looking, where Corey Feldman was a little bit more emo looking. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the thing, and they were notorious. They had been in a couple of movies together. They were friends from childhood, but they were notorious partiers. Yeah. And this movie was done in the heart, like in the middle of their like crazy drug binges. And boy, oh boy, it shows. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> You can see they are high as shit right through this movie. They, they, like, if they remember more than 20% of this movie, I would be shocked. Okay. Like, you know, Corey felt Like, they, ha they are high as kites. It's just like, it's, you can, you can, you just, their the eyes are distant. They're just, even, even Corey Feldman, his skin looks weird. Like, he just looks translucent. So, like, when he does the Michael Jackson thing, He's looks like Michael Jackson looked in the nineties. <laughs> precursor, <laughs> right? It's so so odd because, like, watching it now, you go, "Oh, he looks like Michael Jackson," and so you think, "Wait, well, hold on a second, Michael Jackson didn't look like that till the nineties. He wasn't that pale." Um, so that is a huge thing on it. But what it got me into is this thing of like, why were body swap movies and time travel? such big premises in 80s movies right yeah, so like true. kind of like i watched the movie on plex um then i i said that like a, it was sponsored it's plex haven't sponsored this <laughs> watch the movie and then i read up a little bit about it and uh i found one article that talks about like white body swap there were so many body swaps in the 80s body swap movies like think it like, just think it was like a big there was freaky friday there Maybe was, was um, 70s, but yes, it was like late 70s. Yes, okay. Yeah. Right. What was it, big? Um, there was the, um, the one with was Kurt Cameron. There was the one with Kurt Cameron and uh, George Burns. Uh, ah. There was, oh, there was just loads in there. Was just there was just a lot of body soft. Yeah. Yeah. And they say the reason is, they say, because, and the time travel and the body swap, they say, and it was normally like a young person and an old person. And yeah. they say a lot of the directors who were making movies in the 80s were kids of the 50s and 60s. And now suddenly in the 80s, you have this like boom of technology, like that first like major, major boom of technology and yeah. like household electronics and that. And the difference between like we made a joke earlier talking about people saying what's up and whatever. But they, they were saying, you know, back in the 80s, like the generation gap between like the directors and their parents, especially when it came to the, how the world was changing, access to information and technology, it honestly felt like complete different worlds. So, this, so these people who grew up in the 50s or people that actually grew up in the 30s, having kids in the 50s, and now the kids are now working in the 70s and 80s, those guys who grew up in the 30s, like just I don't understand anything. And like the play on, you know, because now if you do like a body swap, it's like, you know, if you hit the 15, 20 year gap, 
it's not that wild. It's not that like crazy. Yeah. But if you yeah. go like a, you know, you know, the gap, it's like, it's really like complete fish out of water, different worlds. And it was a really interesting concept beyond just like the time travel and things. It goes like, that's kind of like deeper points of what they're trying to get at. Right. Mm -hmm. So I found that quite interesting because there were not lots, lots of those sorts of movies through there. Carlo, what is the name of this movie? You still haven't told us. Oh, the name of the movie <laughs> is, and leans so perfectly into this old and young, based on one of those old classic songs, Dream a Little Dream. We've all heard that song, Dream a Little Dream. Yeah. I don't think I've yeah. seen this. No, it's wild that you wouldn't have seen it because it's the Corys. Exactly, the but Corys. it doesn't sound familiar. It's crazy. Yeah. No, because it's Body Swap. You probably, in your brain, you would have just categorized it with other Body Swap movies. Um, so if you do want to have a gander, it's not only is it on Plex, not sponsored, but uh, the full movie is also on YouTube, which is normally Excellent. a great precursor. Excellent. <laughs> the full movie's there. Um, go check it out. It's not, you know what? It's not the worst. It's so silly. <laughs> There's a lot of things to look for in it. But you didn't even say that the old man's played by Harry Dean Stanton, who's one of my favorite actors. Well, Dory, I know that Harry Dean Stanton is one of your favorite <laughs> no, actors. You no, the, no, the old man wasn't. The, um, Jason Robards was the old man. Oh, okay. So I see that Harry Dean Stanton's in it, though. Yeah, he was a teacher. Um, oh, yeah, so, yeah, he was, he was a teacher. So that's a movie, Dream a Little Dream. But I do want to say to you, I then found out, I said, what's, because obviously Corey Haim passed away. What's Corey Feldman up to? Where's he been? You know, we talk about Charles uh, the Star. Last so thing, the last thing I saw, he was like, like trying to get people arrested in Hollywood for being, doing bad things to kids. That's the last thing I saw. That was the thing. That was yeah. the thing. So, you know, he, he goes back and saying, look, you know, obviously it wasn't great in Hollywood as a kid. And yeah, he was kind of like mm. me too, having his own me too moment, but he's so discredited because of the way he's behaved. Yeah. People didn't, didn't get groundswell because he also wasn't the best dude. So people are kind of like, oh, well, what's your motive here? Mm -hmm. um, but he's got a, he performs music, right? He plays clubs and he's a musician hmm. and, um, he lost his jacket. <laughs> he lost his okay. jacket. What? So on the cover of this movie, Dream a Little Dream, um, it's very 80s movie cover. You've got the girl of affection yeah. sitting on the name of the title. You've got the two Corys both side. And in it, Corey Feldman's wearing this black leather jacket. Now, this is his lucky jacket for some reason. He's held onto it since the 80s. He still performs in it. It's his lucky jacket. And... It's been stolen once and it was returned to him. They found it in a flea market and it got stolen in the middle of last year again from a gig. Okay, so the search is on for Corey Feldman's jacket. It's a super 80s jacket. It, it, it looks leather. like a Michael Jackson type jacket, actually. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Leather, got studs, and he's been wearing it on stage ever since the 80s. It's like his go-to jacket. It must and, smell terrible. Um, Oh, can you imagine? Because you can't oh really watch God, I didn't even think about this. I didn't even think about the smell. Surely yeah. he's got access to black dry cleaners that could. Yeah, dry cleaner maybe. Yeah. Still, yeah. Yeah. it can't smell good either way. <laughs> Gotta worry. Is that, I don't want to speculate. Jacket being stolen, jacket being pawned. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I just, yeah. I don't know. No, but I mean, then he would auction it because then it would get proper money. If you're pawning it, you're going to get shit money. It's true because he has offered a thousand dollar reward for it. Okay. He has, it hasn't, yeah. it, to, to my knowledge, it got jacked like the middle of last year. Hasn't turned up yet. So, you know, we'll, hey, tell, we'll tell the watch truth. the space. Tell the truth. Do you have the jacket? Listen, there are many jackets I'd steal. I'd steal... Andrew Ridgely's white time traveler jacket. Mm -hmm. I would steal Michael J. Fox, Marty McFly jacket from Back to the Future 2. I would steal that jacket. Right. I would steal Michael Knight's jacket. I would steal John Don Johnson's Johnson jacket. jacket. <laughs> that was just about John, to say Don Johnson's jacket. Don Johnson jacket. I would yeah. steal Mr. T's denim vest, cut off sleeves. I'd steal that. I'd steal yeah. Hannibal's coat. I'd steal yeah. that. Murdoch. Murdoch's flying jacket. Right. MacGyver's bomber jacket. I'd steal that. I'm, 
then suspect me. Okay. Corey Hart or Corey Feldman are not stealing a jacket. Right. Got it. Just checking. Not, not, no, not stealing a jacket. Anyone else? If anyone, any of those other jackets, I've just incriminated myself. <laughs> you have. I've not been stealing jackets. Uh, so, so that is my movie Dream a Little Dream and Dory's podcast about child stars. I'm just looking at the picture of Corey Feldman in that article, like Corey Feldman now as he's older. Mm. He looks like Mayor Winningham. Who is that? You know, the actress from St. Elmo's uh, Fire? Mm. She was in St. Elmo's Fire. Mayor, she was kind of yes. part of the Brat Pack. But do you remember? Didn't she, she's uh -huh. like very thin lips. Very like slanty. You'd have to Google her. But he looks, what I'm trying to say is he looks like a middle-aged woman in this picture. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's an interesting take. That's an interesting take. Uh, all right. So uh, we want to finish off on something. We're going to play the game together. Guess the 80s song by the first line. Right. Okay. So. Okay. It's, it's, I'm telling you now, this is a very long quiz. Oh, so have you done it yet? I did it, but I mean, I did it a while back. So, and you know, my memory, it's really terrible. So I don't think I would do any better now okay. before having done it than I did the first. But I'm just warning you, it's a long quiz. We're gonna, I, I don't think we're going to be able to get through it in the show. Let's do the, fir let's do the first five. Okay. Now, I made okay. a mistake and I just clicked on the first one. So we have to start from the second right okay so we'll we're just going to do the first five when we'll post this up that eddie show essay facebook what's up right the thing is though dory this website is from pastfactory.com um please don't yeah. anyone read it because we'll definitely be be 90 percent of our content for the next few, <laughs> few weeks <laughs> okay right. also this is i mean they make it very easy because they give you clues so it's not like you're only guessing it from the lyrics Okay, they so they also give you a picture, yes, and it's multiple choice. Okay, so aligned with that, right? So the first word from this, the first line from this song, any song is it doesn't mm. hurt me, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yo. Now, there's a picture of Kate Bush <laughs> and the four songs Running Up That Hill, big hit last year, This Woman's Work, Babushka, or Cloud Busting. I mean, well, what do you think it is? I'm going to take a bet that it's running up that hill. Right? Good guess, right? <laughs> got it. Got it. Okay. So number we got that one. Okay. Yes. Now the next one. Oh. Next one. Okay. Let me, let me do the next one. You do it. The line is, you may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. <laughs> now, I think I would have got this one without the clue, but the clue is a very interesting image of David Byrne mm -hmm. from Talking Heads. Now, which which Talking Heads song is this? The options are, this must be the place, and she was, once in a lifetime, burning down the house. Because we're 80s exits, once in a lifetime. Of course it is. Easy peasy. Correct. Easy. Two out of five right. for that 80s show. Next up. Yeah, the next one is also very easy. Now it's Madonna, and the opening line yep. is, and you can dance. This is the only one I really love. Oh, really? So yes. options, material goal, into the groove, like a prayer, or la isla bonita, dory. It's into the groove. It's into the groove. You could do the next one. You're okay. going to get it. It's very easy. Clock strikes upon the hour with Whitney Houston. I want to dance with somebody so emotional. How will I know? Or saving all my love for you. I want to dance with somebody. Bang. Mm-hmm. And do we make... Four out of five. Do we make a clean sweep on that 80s show? Oh, fuck. You're going to do this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, are, there are six very geeky-looking men with the lyric that says, I hear the drums echoing tonight. Those six geeky men are Toto. Dory, which hated song by me is it? The song is, of course, Africa. The song is Africa. I feel I don't want to end on that one. Let's do one more. <laughs> it's like the, the, the 80s song that we absolutely love to hate. Oh, I know. <sighs> Staying in the cheesy schmaltz. Oh, what a great song. Great song, the next one. 
The lyrics, I've got to take a little time. The picture, a very sexy Lou Graham with his curls, foreigner, of course. And the options are, I want to know what love is, jukebox hero, waiting for a girl like you, and feels like the first time. All four fantastic songs. All these songs are pretty fantastic, let's be honest. I want to know what love is, Paula. Well, love is six out of six. We gave ourselves a little... A little bonus, a little, what do they used to call it on um, Telefun mm-hmm. Quiz? What the, they, there was duck. They gave you a duck. I don't know. <laughs> we got the duck. We got the duck. <laughs> oh, fantastic quiz. So, so, hey, listen, that was fun. You said there's lots of them. Maybe we'll do more going forward. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you look, it says we're only 10% yeah. through the quiz. That means there's 60 questions. Jeez, that, was fant- that was great working out, Dory. Very good math skills. Very yeah. good math skills. Um, I would have just like seriously rounded it off. <laughs> oh, so that has been that 80 show for this week. Um, we are back into the groove. Um, Dory, anything you learned from today's show that you would take with you into the week? Well, I mean, I learned that I can watch the Corys on YouTube tonight. So that's cool. I learned that... Paulie Shaw is just not the man we thought he was. I think that's enough for one Do- week. Really. Dory, Corey, Paulie. Paulie. <laughs> Flexi, Flexi Paolo. I was trying to rhyme. <laughs> Flexi Paolo. <laughs> the poor Corys. We, we didn't know what we, we did. Yeah. We know what we had. You know what I mean? Yes. Fleeting moment. Will there ever be a decade that celebrates Corey's, the name Corey as much? You know? Probably not. Corey plus Corey means a cautionary story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks for joining me, Dory. Goodbye. Goodbye.